Hi guys, good morning. Welcome to the second episode from our podcast, Understanding the Misunderstood. Today we're going to be talking about physical versus mental health and the ways in which physical health is sometimes prioritized or seen as more important than mental health, but how this is actually just part of the stigma around mental health. So just a few pieces of background information. I'm homesick, which is why I'm filming this right now and probably have it published today. I have COVID and I wanted to talk about physical versus mental health because of the situation that I'm in currently, trying to think of the reasons why it is more excused when we have physical illness compared to mental illness issues and why that is the case in the first place. So I just wanted to dive into this because of the situation I'm in right now and I think it's a really important issue that we need to talk about. So again, some of our background information, I always do research just to kind of get a good background sense of all these terms. So physical health, um, according to the EUPATI toolbox, is defined as the condition of your body taking into consideration everything from the absence of disease to fitness level. What this includes is lifestyle, diet, level of physical activity and behavior, and why might physical health be important. So physical health is important because it can, quote, improve your brain health, help manage weight, reduce the risk of disease, strengthen bones and muscles, and improve your ability to do everyday activities, as said by the CDC. Thank you, CDC, for that amazing definition. So to kind of switch gears a little, because I don't want to input my opinion just yet, we're now going to be talking about mental health and how that is defined and why it's important. So in the Oxford Dictionary, mental health is defined as, quote, a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being, end quote. This includes practicing skills that increase happiness and well-being, such as spending time with family and friends or finding activities that are meaningful to you. So why might mental health be important? Mental health is important because it, quote, helps to determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make healthy choices. Again, CDC. Thank you. So a lot of the time, something that I talk about very often is that we think our physical and mental health are separate entities and that our mind and body are very separated, but this is not the case. We know as a society that our mental and physical health are actually really interconnected because physical health issues can increase our risk of developing mental health problems and vice versa, according to mentalhealth.org. So... That was a lot of information I just kind of threw at you. I wanted to just kind of go through all and discuss why this is important, why I'm bringing it up, and why this issue is something we need to talk about. I think that a very common experience between students is that a lot of the time when we say that we have a physical illness, that it is easier to get out of things such as school or other responsibilities because physical health is sometimes seen as more important than mental health because when we use mental health as a valid reason for not coming to school or not doing an activity that we had said we were going to do, we sometimes think that it's not going to work as a quote-unquote excuse because it's not seen as important as physical health and it's not a physical disability that is actually disallowing us from going and doing what we need to do. But what I wanted to talk about today is that 
mental health is number one, just as important as physical health, and number two, can be just as destructive as well. So to give you more background information, I researched why is physical health seen as more important as mental health or a better excuse for missing school, work, etc. So according to contentacsa.org, a lot of the time we view physical health as more important because it includes exercising, eating healthy, and drinking water. And while physical health is important, it does not mean that it is more important than our mental health in ensuring our well-being. According to psychologytoday.com, while many people may consider physical health to be the foundation of a productive life, if you examine the chemical effects of the mind on the body, it is clear that mental health is actually the driver of your physical health. So I wanted to just discuss this for a little bit because I think that this is a really serious issue that we view physical health as more important than mental health, especially because they are so interconnected. Because physical and mental health have such a strong connection to each other, I think that it is important to maintain both, which is why we need to start talking about why mental health is just as important as physical health. So after doing a little bit of research, I found this article on MedPsych Associates, and I'm only going to read a part of it because I think it's actually really, really important. It's by Alexander Wright, a psychologist, and he really describes this beautifully. So he says, has Sigma impacted our understanding of emotion and subsequently our emotional abilities? I have every intention of continuing to address and break through the tremendous negatives of stigma and its impacts on mental health. Stigma is so dangerous when it comes to mental health and treatment. The effects of stigma cost billions of dollars. More unfortunately, it can cost years of unnecessary suffering. Unbelievably, another important and significant cost lies under the dysfunctional umbrella of stigma. A lot of people do not know what anxiety, depression, and other mental health disorders feel like, and not only as children, plenty of adults as well. By the time we are five years old, we often know how to put a Band-Aid on a cut. By the time we are seven years old, we typically know how to ask a school nurse when we have a stomach ache. By the time we are 10 years old, we usually know that certain over-the-counter medications will help relieve a headache. And by the time we are 18, we are expected to fend for our physical health. By the way, these are all fantastic and important lessons and expectations. Fortunately, these physical health-focused lessons are taught to us early on in life. Unfortunately, during the early period of your life, do you ever remember anyone teaching you about the many beautiful, powerful, and sometimes negative emotions we all experience as humans? As a child, were you ever taught what anxiety feels like? Did anyone ever tell you that anxiety's main job is to keep you safe or that anxiety is normal or that everyone feels anxiety sometimes? Are most parents aware that their children's change in appetite and or increased fatigue may be a feature or symptom of depression? Do you know that loneliness can be as deadly as diabetes and lack of exercise, significantly increasing chances of heart disease? Conversely, many people know that solid friendships boost happiness and reduce stress and that hanging out with negative people can be just as destructive as negative thoughts. How many children are aware that expressing gratitude has positive impacts on the brain and increased feelings of contentment and reduce stress? Experiencing love in a stable and healthy relationship can improve an individual's ability to manage stress and be effective in decreasing anxiety and depression. Why do we focus so much more on physical health and persistently ignore and or know so much less about emotional health? Why do we seemingly care so much about our physical health, but deny our emotional being when it is hurting? Why does a cut result in immediate attention while matters of the heart are often unattended to for long periods? One reason may be because as humans, we are afraid of what we cannot see. Are we intimidated by pain that cannot be identified by a blood test? 
Are we terrified by a disorder that cannot be explained by some physical origin with 100% confidence? When I was experiencing panic attacks in my early 20s, I hoped that the source of my anxiety relating breeding problems were the result of a chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder as opposed to a panic disorder. Can you believe that? If that was the case, I would probably be on medication and oxygen for both without the possibility for full recovery. So why would I choose such a serious physical disorder over a mental disorder? Because like a lot of us, normally flawed humans, I needed certainty and would not accept that I could not see or be explained by some objective assessment. The demand for certainty is a path to mental health problems. However, the acceptance of uncertainty is a path to balance and contentment. So as a start, let's work together on this awareness and realize that the unfortunate symptoms of anxiety are highly treatable. The hopeless feelings of depression are also treatable. If you are suffering and uncertain of what is going on, stand up to your uncertainties and related fears and find out what is going on. You are worth it and there are professionals out there who can help. And when it comes to health, neither physical health or mental health is more important than the other. They cannot be as they affect each other and ultimately exist as one. Wow. Okay. There was a lot there to uncover. And I'm a little bit blown away by this article just because it puts into words exactly how I think we all feel that physical health seems more important than mental health, but that they really are intertwined. They are the same thing. Our mind and body are connected. To finish off this episode, I just wanted to talk about the reasons why it is important for you to prioritize your mental health and why it is important to prioritize instead of thinking that physical health is something that you should always be prioritizing because they really go hand in hand all the time. I just wanted to really finish off with a really vulnerable talk to you guys that mental health is so important and you are so worth getting the help for it. A lot of the time it is really scary to get help and to ask someone for help because we think that we can handle it on our own and that we don't need any help or that you know because it's stigmatized we'll feel shamed and judged but getting help is one of the most brave things that you can do genuinely i believe that getting help is such a telltale sign of courage and bravery and that it's really difficult and it's not something that's easy to do by any means but sometimes we just need someone to tell us that we're worth getting the help and that we deserve getting the help that we need so for this short episode, I just wanted to reiterate that if you are someone out there who is struggling with something, it is so, so important that you ask for help and that you lean on people around you. Because I can bet that there is at least one person who truly, truly cares about you. And if you don't think there is, I am always going to be that person. If any of you guys ever need anything, need any advice about the process or figuring out how to get help, I am that resource and it is okay to use the people and resources around you. You don't need to cure your own mental health issues because you think that that's your responsibility and you're doing. These exist for a reason so that we can ask for help and get treatment and get therapy and get the help that we need. So if you're ever in a situation where you don't think that you deserve help, I'm here to tell you that you do and that it is your responsibility to believe that you deserve it because you do, truly. And it's important that we all understand that 
we are all so important and are so important to ourselves and to others. And that taking care of our own well-being is such a huge step towards self-care and self-love. In order to destigmatize mental health, we have to accept it as something that is normal, something that makes us all human beings and basically just allows us to make mistakes and give us the freedom of being imperfect and that that's okay and that that's part of life and part of being a human. And I think that the more that we understand that, the easier it will be to accept mental health as something that is normal and something that's common. Because again, millions and millions of people struggle with mental health issues. You are not alone. You are actually in a pretty big majority of people. And sometimes that can be really scary to hear, but also sometimes it can be really comforting knowing that you're not the only one and that there are people out there who understand you. I am telling you as a person who once thought that I was the only one and that no one out there in the world would understand me, you are not. So if there's one thing that you can take away from this lesson, it's that if you do not feel mentally well enough to go to school, to do an activity, to get out of your house, that is okay. And that is enough of an excuse. And that is a valid excuse. You don't need to be struggling with a physical illness or disability for your mental health to be important enough to get you out of something because it is just as important and just as destructive. So if you're out there struggling, I just wanted to say that you are so beyond loved by the world around you, the people around you, and that you deserve the help that you need. Thank you guys for listening to this episode, and I hope you have an amazing, what day is it? Friday. I hope you have an amazing Friday, and remember to take care of yourselves, because in this world, sometimes you just have yourself, and sometimes you have to be able to live with the person that you are. And so accept yourself, accept your flaws in all of its imperfection and let yourself be who you are. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next week.